grown-ups, life is simply delicious this summer with strawberry shortcake. Did you know she's celebrating her 45th anniversary this year with her favorite makers, bakers, and creators? That's right, 45 years with our very bestie. And Strawberry Shortcake always has something cooking. She has a brand new special now playing on Netflix called Strawberry Shortcake's Summer Vacation, where she brings her friends to her hometown, only to discover her family farm is at risk of being sold. Can she and her friends solve a mystery to save the farm? Plus, you can watch Strawberry Shortcake's very amazing classic shows and movies for free on the Roku channel and YouTube. Anything is possible this summer when you have friends as sweet as strawberries. Hey, Tailblazers! I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Grown Ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. If you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next episode, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Hypatia the Hero, Part one. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Hypatia, and she is a hero. She lives here in freshwater around the corner from me. She's 99 years old and has white hair, and every day she takes a brisk walk around town. All the people in town wave when they see her because everyone knows Hypatia the hero. She has so many amazing stories, but the one I like best is the story of her six feats. I don't mean Hypatia has six feet. Feats are achievements that take a lot of bravery and courage. Hypatia completed her six feats on two feet, which is frankly even more impressive. When Hypatia was little, she lived with her mother and father in New York City. She went to school, helped with chores, carried groceries for her neighbors, shoveled the sidewalks when it snowed, and delivered the newspapers on her street. She was extremely strong for a kid and used her strength to help others. Her parents were so proud of her, and everyone in the neighborhood liked her. She loved her family and her neighborhood, but she dreamed of one day moving to the country. With open skies, fields to run in, and trees to climb. When Hypatia was 10 years old, her mother and father fell ill. And they sent Hypatia to live in freshwater with her Aunt Hera out in the country. They hoped if she was in freshwater, she'd be safe and healthy and wouldn't have to care for them. They sent Aunt Hera some money and asked her to take good care of Hypatia for a few weeks while they recovered. Hypatia was sad to leave her mother and father, but excited to live in the country, even just for a few weeks. She could climb trees, run in fields, and look up at the big blue sky. Unfortunately for Hypatia, Aunt Hera was a terrible woman with magical powers who lived here in freshwater. Aunt Hera was cruel and hated children. 
She sneered every time she looked at Hypatia, and right away she wanted to get rid of her. Aunt Hera hatched a plan. She would ask Hypatia to do impossible things, even dangerous things, so that Hypatia would disappear from the world. Hypatia didn't know Aunt Hera was planning to make her do impossible tasks, but she did notice how her Aunt Hera looked at her, with flashing eyes, turned up nose, and gritted teeth. Hypatia was frightened by Aunt Hera. She missed her parents and wished she could go back to them. Remember how Hypatia was super strong? She could easily pick up heavy things, and she was the fastest kid in town. Aunt Hera noticed that and did not like it one bit. Little girls should stay still, Aunt Hera would say. Little girls shouldn't be so strong, she would sneer. Hypatia tried her best to stay still and not show off her strength. She thought if she did what Aunt Hera wanted, then maybe Aunt Hera would like her. But all the while, Aunt Hera was plotting. One day, Aunt Hera called for Hypatia. Hypatia, you're strong and fast, child. Hypatia didn't say anything. The paper says there's a mountain lion on the loose, eating up people's cattle and sheep. Says the lion has skin as tough as metal, legs as fast as a jackrabbit. Nobody can catch it. But I wrote the paper and told them I know a girl who's strong and fast enough to catch the mountain lion. Come back by the end of the day with that mountain lion, or don't come back at all. Aunt Hera smiled. Hypatia was scared, but she nodded. She knew Aunt Hera meant it. If she didn't catch that mountain lion, she'd have nowhere to live. Hypatia took her slingshot, a bag of stones, and a big muslin sack, and set off toward the fields outside freshwater. She met a shepherd on the edge of town and asked if he'd seen the mountain lion. He told her to follow the stream that runs all the way to Freshwater Lake, and she'd probably see that mountain lion. He told her to be careful. Hypatia nodded. She followed the stream and found the mountain lion licking his chops. She took out her slingshot and aimed. She hit the lion's side, and the stone bounced right off his tough skin. The mountain lion looked right at Hypatia. Hypatia was in trouble now. The mountain lion started creeping toward her. Just as he was about to reach her, he gave a terrifying mountain lion scream, and she pinged a stone inside his mouth. The mountain lion fell down, stunned. Hypatia quickly picked up the mountain lion and slipped him into the muslin sack. She ran back to her Aunt Harris house with a lion over her shoulders. Hypatia got home as the sun was setting, and Aunt Hera opened the door. Aunt Hera's jaw dropped. Hypatia opened the sack and showed the mountain lion sleeping inside. Get that thing out of here! Aunt Hera screamed, running back into the house. Hypatia ran the mountain lion back up to the north side of Freshwater Lake, away from the fields and the town where he could hunt and fish and not bother anyone's cattle or sheep. When the mountain lion woke up, he ran straight to the hills and avoided people from that day on. 
People in town heard about Hypatia and the mountain lion, and the mayor threw a party for her. Aunt Hera refused to attend the party. She said she'd had a cold. But really, she was hatching her next plan to get rid of Hypatia. As you might remember, Aunt Hera had magical powers. She could change how things looked, and she planned to use some of her magic to give Hypatia another impossible task. While everyone was at the party, Hera was sneaking around her yard looking for a snake. She found a nice green garter snake relaxing in the sun. It looked friendly, but Hera had an evil scheme. She snatched the snake and brought it into the kitchen. The snake looked at Hera, confused and a little scared. Don't worry, little snake, Hera said. I'm going to make you big and strong and very, very frightening. With that, Hera put her hands up in the air. Purple smoke started swirling from the ceiling. The smoke twisted down around the creature. Suddenly, the friendly green garter snake was growing. Bigger and bigger. He grew until he took up almost the whole kitchen. The swirling purple smoke filled the room. Where the snake's small head had been, there were now three heads, and each head had a mouth with giant fangs. His green scales turned to armor. He gave a hiss and quickly slithered out the open door and down the road. The purple smoke began to clear as Aunt Hera laughed, a triumphant laugh. <laughs> Let's see Hypatia try to escape this terrifying magical creature. She will disappear from the world. The snake with three heads headed down the street toward town. The party for Hypatia was still going, and everyone was in the town square. All the townspeople heard hissing and crashing. They turned to look, and there was the giant three-headed snake, bearing his fangs and heading right toward them. Townspeople ran left and right and up and down and shouted and scrambled. Hypatia watched as the snake approached. Something about this armored three-headed snake reminded her of a green garter snake she'd seen around Aunt Hera's house. But that snake was small and friendly, and this snake looked very angry and was much bigger. Bigger than even the mountain lion she caught. She had to think up a way to keep everyone safe from this giant snake. He was too big to fit into her muslin sack. The snake thwacked his tail into a table and turned it over, spilling lemonade and cookies all over the ground. That gave Hypatia an idea. She caught the tail of the snake and started swinging. She swung the snake around and around and around until the snake was dizzy from all the swinging. Then, as she turned toward Freshwater Lake, she let go. The snake went soaring through the air, over houses, over treetops, over hills. That snake soared right into the middle of Freshwater Lake, where he landed with a splash. Once he was in the lake, Aunt Hera's magic washed off, and he turned back into a regular and friendly green 
garter snake. He caught a ride to shore on Nessie's back. You might remember Nessie from another story. Nessie is a friendly lake monster who lives in Freshwater Lake. The snake slithered into the woods, which was a very nice home for him, where Aunt Hera couldn't change him into a magical monster any more. Aunt Hera was outside listening to the townspeople screaming. Then she saw the snake monster fly over her house. She realized Hypatia had defeated her snake, and her face turned bright red, and she stomped off to her room and slammed the door. Hypatia helped with the party and snake monster cleanup. The citizens of Freshwater were so grateful to Hypatia for saving them all from the snake. They asked the mayor to name a street after her. The mayor and town council agreed, and now there is a street in Freshwater called Hypatia Lane. It is one of the prettiest streets in town. While cleanup was happening, Aunt Hera planned another one of her schemes. Hypatia walked home, tired from her adventures, and a little nervous to see Aunt Hera. She suspected the snake had something to do with Aunt Hera. When she got home, there was a note from her aunt on the table. Dear Hypatia, Farmer MacDonald needed his stables cleaned. I told him you would be able to clean them at dawn tomorrow. Be sure to do it, or don't bother coming back. Kisses, Aunt Hera. Hypatia sighed. She'd have to be up so very early, and she didn't know how she'd clean the huge stables at McDonald's farm. She decided to sleep on it and hoped that in the morning, inspiration would come. The next morning before dawn, Hypatia headed out of the door toward McDonald's farm. Farmer McDonald kept cows, goats, horses, sheep, pigs, and chickens. They all lived together in the stables, and the stables were notoriously stinky. When the wind blew from the north, the whole town smelled like, well, poop. It was not so nice for the townspeople, and even the animals complained about the smell. Lots of townsfolk had tried to clean the stables, even sending a hundred high schoolers to try. But no one could get them clean. The stables were as stinky as ever. As she walked to the farm, Hypatia tried to figure out how to get a large amount of poop out of the stables and where to put it. She crossed a little stream that flowed down from Freshwater Lake. As she leaped across the stream... Hypatia got an idea. She ran down to McDonald's farm and walked right into the stinky stables. The animals were all walking out into the fields. Soon, the only thing inside the stables was stinky poop. Hypatia ran back up the hill to the stream. Hypatia was going to try and pick up the stream. That's right. She was going to pick up a whole stream and move it over to flow right through McDonald's stables. That was her idea. Now, is anyone in the world strong enough to pick up a whole stream? A creek with flowing water that's 10 feet across with fish in it? Oh dear, look at the time. I have a town meeting to attend. You'll have to wait to find out if Hypatia managed to move the entire stream to clean out those stinky stables. I'll be back with the next part of the story, quick as a whistle. 
That was Hypatia the Hero by Tessa Flannery. Tune in next week for part two. This episode was produced by Megan Bagala and executive produced by me, Rebecca Cunningham. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Grownups, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, and remember, Tailblazers, I believe you and I believe in you. Yes.